Where are the planets? Where the who? The planets. Oh yeah. Well, I'm in. I'm, I'm visiting a friend. Oh okay. Yeah, I'm in. Um, I'm inland. I'm about two and a half hours inland. So wait, I can't. Oh, what's happening? That, with that headband over there, you look like gay Rambo. What the fuck, gay Rambo? <laughs> <laughs> of you joining us for the very first time this is icon or Wycon, the show where we break down your favorite film universes one flick at a time i am here as always with my dear friend my dear compatriot the abomination to my hulk I knew mr it. cj laroche <laughs> i knew it you're so predictable uh, <laughs> i was like where is he gonna go he always comes up with these things right off the top of his head and he's gonna start thinking about the movies gonna start thinking about that last scene and i'm gonna be the abomination well with the way that i've been drinking soda and eating reese's peanut butter cups i am starting to look like an abomination so it's no, kind Paris, of i'm not even gonna go i'm not even gonna go down that road with you i don't <laughs> believe it no absolutely not not even gonna entertain that foolishness yeah, no, 100% body positivity, folks. I feel good. I look good. I am good. And Andrew, thank you so much for having me here today. Like I'm not here every week. I, What's yes. up, buddy? What's <laughs> up? It's good. good. Now, were you? I was kind of thinking with this episode, it might have been fun to just like slide another actor in here or, you know, another host in here and like have, have it be different, you know? I mean, we could. Do we have another one available? We don't. We don't. Yeah, we yeah, don't. yeah. So I guess we're just going to have to have to stick with me. I might do some rewrites here along the way. I may act like not in the best interest of my co-host. Um, you look totally lost. I feel like you're yeah. not getting the references that I'm making here. No, no. I'm so confused and nervous. <laughs> but like, but, <laughs> but like, Amazing. I'm low, low key excited about it. Yeah. So, of course, the movie this week that we're discussing is 2008's The Incredible Hulk starring Edward Norton. Yes. Right. And the next time that we see the character on screen in the MCU, it's not Edward Norton. Famously not Edward Norton. Right. Well, not as famous, not famously enough, apparently, for you to get the references that I was making there at the beginning of the episode about bringing another host in. Maybe I was acting a little bit difficult. Maybe I was doing some rewrites. Are you with me now? I'm with you now. Now, yeah, now I see it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Andrew's back. I understand. Andrew's Sorry. Back. It's two fifteen. It's two fifteen in the it's afternoon. It's two fifteen. Yeah. Is, so I'm not sure what's going on with his head. Listen, I think it's going to be better than last week when I could not even get the characters' names right. But that was because I was like 11 p.m. I've been teaching all day. At least now I'm fresh, and the only thing I'm trying to get rid of is this white claw hangover. So yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. Well, you know, as I said, Andrew, we are we are discussing the Incredible Hulk. Now, this is the second installment of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. However, it's the third picture in the Larorder. <laughs> and I just want to get right out of the way, folks. When you get to the end of this film and the last shot with Bruce Banner, that's when you go to the consultant. Because the scene in the consultant is retcons, gets repeated again. Yeah. It kind of retcons yeah, it the end. Retcons of what all of the strings that they left untied here with the incredible Hulk and, you know, sort of, I think it wraps up nicely and, and, and fit and slot it, you know, right into the MCU, not unlike what Dave Filoni is doing with star Wars. Yeah, no, it, it was, it was nice to watch that Marvel one shot at the end of the movie. Uh, Cause it did kind of tie it up. What was funny was I forgot how not a Marvel movie this movie was. Nope. Nope. You had, um, you had Louis Leterrier, and Edward Great Norton director. kind of wanting it 
great director and Edward Norton, great actor. You kind of had them wanting this to be something that the studio didn't want. Yeah. You know, and, and how funny that this thing came out, you know, a month after Iron Man. Uh, and then when we saw in Iron Man 2 was the studio coming in and trying to like, you know, put their fingerprints all over it. I, I wonder if that was a direct response to what we had here with this film and all of the issues, uh, you know, that we had going forward. And, you know, or excuse me, all the issues that they had, you know, getting this thing, getting this thing out. And then the issues that they had going forward with with Edward Norton and, you know, recasting the Hulk. Um, and they almost blew it up. Yeah. It almost you know, killed almost, the whole they, franchise. They almost killed the whole thing. Because um, this movie so, was not very, this movie was not very well received, nor was Iron Man 2. No, I mean, you know, when I, I was sort of reading some of the reviews, uh, they're not enthusiastic. They're not bad. You know, um, it had a pretty good box office. I mean, it opened to 55 million in 2008, which was pretty good. It's great, you know, it yeah. Definitely, it, it, out, it outperformed Ang Lee's Hulk, which this thing was initially going to be a sequel to, but then they were like, no, let's just scrap it and, well, and start that's, over. That's one of the issues that I have with this movie is that it kind of, it, I, I understand that they just made the commitment to be a soft reboot, but they didn't really commit full throttle to the soft reboot. Like there are some kind of connections you can draw, namely sure. the fact that the origin story happens in the opening credits. Yeah, I mean, apparently there's been there's like seventy minutes of film uh, that were cut, you know, and it, it included a bigger origin story. It actually included um, uh, Bruce Banner going into the Arctic and trying to kill himself, and the Hulk stopping him. That's interesting. That's really interesting. And they've been trying to shoot that scene for a while. Like they've, they've tried right. to find their way into shooting that scene for a while. Right. And, and Mark Ruffalo even references it in the Avengers. Yep. Yeah. No, the, the, the relationship with the incredible Hulk is fascinating in the MCU. And this, this movie was such an interesting snapshot. Honestly, I hadn't seen this movie since I, the first time I saw it. So I was so curious and uh, it's, wow. it's not bad. It's not bad. It's just that I think, the MCU movies get better. Once they develop their tone and figure out what they're doing, they get better. And this movie kind of fades into the background a little bit. I think it doesn't help that there's only one character holdover. Yeah, only one character makes it through. Yeah. Uh, Thaddeus Ross, right? And it's shockingly and... not Betty. No, I know. And I do, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see, I can't really remember if, if he even mentions her again. Yeah, well, I think they, I, I don't know, I have to, check in on the rewatch i feel like they lead they lean right into the natasha bruce storyline yeah. right away get right there yeah get right which there. which is interesting yeah, now you know mark ruffalo mark ruffalo was actually the first choice i did hear by that. the director mm -hmm. for the incredible hulk interestingly the studio said nah we want edward norton he's more famous that's so funny so let that be a lesson to anyone listening that ever has any artistic control go with your gut Go yeah. with the person that you think is going to be the better choice, not the more famous person. It doesn't work. It never it does. It does not work. It, it doesn't never work. Works. And we keep and they keep trying it in that industry. Just stuffing like, celebrities into movies. Like, like that'll make Stop it better. It. Stop it. Go with like like Hugh Jackman and all the Broadway shows that he's done. He's yeah. deserved to do those shows. He's talented and skilled enough to do those shows. He's great. There are many other people who I will not name because I am not that kind of person yeah. that don't deserve to do those shows. And just like this, 
if you have someone in mind that you think is going to be perfect, they probably are. Like Mark Ruffalo is the Hulk. We don't have a we don't have a world where it's not him. No, and and what a nice what what he's such a lovely, uh, tame Bruce. You know, yeah. It's it's not like Eric Banner's Bruce Banner, which was so weird to have somebody that big and ripped be Bruce. Like that didn't make any sense. Like. None, and not just not to like like bash Edward Norton in any way. Like, no, what he did he a great job. This film is is fantastic. He does great work, you know. But it's just to say that he came in and he caused a lot of issues, or a lot of issues were caused around him, or he was the victim of circumstance. I don't know. I wasn't there. Yeah, but they had a thought initially to go with Mark Ruffalo, and it was the right choice. It's like Jeopardy, man. Like when you get asked a question, just answer it. Just Your answer. First yeah. instinct is is right eighty five percent of the time. Now, there are a couple of things about this movie that are super clumsy, and I was hoping we might be able to just dive into a couple of them. Let's do it. All right. So the whole blood in the bottle situation in the factory, right? <laughs> how, the, 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 how Stan Lee gets gamma ray poisoning from drink, like great Stan Lee cameo, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Absolutely. He, it, well, there's a reason he didn't die, right, from the gamma ray poisoning, like, because he's Stan Lee. Because he's Stan Lee, yeah. Like, he just got a little sick. Yeah, it's fine. But so here's the thing. So Bruce cuts his hand, right? While he's fixing the, the yeah. control panel. Freaks out that he yeah. bleeds. That, that. Yeah. Now, that's a lot of blood for it to make it all the way down into that bottle. Through the grate. Through the grate. And he sees the part in between the bottle. And then there's still like a bottle that's completely caked with blood. Yeah. A clear bottle. A clear Not bottle. like, you know, a bottle filled with red soda. But yeah. a clear bottle with the white uh, blood on it. I mean, let's let's go back just a little bit further to talk about. You know, the first time we see him, he's meditating and he's like taking he's those to classes. His anger, yeah. one, of the, one of the Gracie brothers, um, and he wants to be calm and still. So I think that a soda bottling factory with like a bunch of aggressive Brazilians is definitely the right job for him. Yeah, that's so weird. <laughs> it's it's so weird, and also. This man has done such a great job of covering his tracks and like just hiding out in Brazil after the events that right. we see in the opening title scroll. So, um, right. Scroll title scroll is what scroll. I said. That's there not a word. Ooh, Freudian. Ooh. Yeah. So, but like he doesn't see this bottle or he doesn't think to like dig a little deeper. Thoroughly check. Do you know I mean? Thoroughly check. Cause yeah. this is important. This is important to his survival. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, if you needed, he needed Sean T, like, behind him. I know. At him to dig deeper. Dig deeper, uh, yes. And this leads me to my next question. This capture mission, where Blonsky puts the plastique on the doorway and, like, blows that fragile little... Do we need the plastique? That's a, a fucking, no, I think that... I, I think a boot would have done the trick. Yeah, this is... Per, like, what? What? It's It's so much... Also, when did he set up this, like, fake banner in the bed when the when the dog came i was thinking about that too because i remembered that it's there and i was like when did he do it i think it's when the dog goes over and bites the microphone this it's suspicious like that's what i that's how i got yeah there. no that's so, that's how i covered it because because the movie's super specific this part is messy right and also yeah. the capture the capture mission is way over the top i get it we're setting up the blonsky's uh, uh a loose cannon yeah I, I think he needs to bring him back. What a great performance. Dude. What a great... He's he's the standout of this movie. He's so Dude. good. He's so good in he's everything so that he has good. ever 
done. And I wonder why there isn't more Tim Roth in our lives. Yeah. You know, what was that movie that he did? Four Rooms? Was it yes. Four Rooms? Oh, my yeah. freaking mackerel. He's, he's so good. incredible. And he's great in this. And I love that, you know, he's kind of like a, a younger guy in the movie, right? In the story, he's a younger guy who like wore, excuse me. I'm talking Sorry, here. it's my coaster. That war has, well, thank you for using one. That war has kind of like aged, right? So that yeah. way, if we want him back, if they want him to come back, like he'll, they'll be able to do it. They'll be able to yeah. slot him right in no matter how old he is. He's a great character. I wonder if we'll see him in She-Hulk. There's a there's a rumor that Abomination will return in Shang-Chi. Great. Give it to me. Yeah. And I hope it's him. Give I hope they me. don't do another massive recast. I mean, it's been 12 years. They can recast and it'll be fine. But like, I'd rather. Just no, but they him. shouldn't. They shouldn't. He was so good. They shouldn't. Um, yeah. I, I, I just want to know uh, how he worked his way. So like, what's his history? How did he work his way so far up in the American military? Being a Russian English yeah spy or yeah. soldier yeah it's hard to say nebulous it's very, right it's it's a very quick expedition dump exposition dump this is blonsky he's a russian he's been working with the english now he's here deal with it <laughs> yeah okay like i, I just no, thought about maybe, that I was like, maybe how they learned maybe how they learned that war machine swap they were like hey we did it in hulk we can just, yeah, do it just here. say it just say it yeah just say it it's did you did you catch the homage to the sad walking away music from the tv series well, it's more, you know, at this point, Andrew, it's become more of an homage to Stewie from Family Guy. It's true. It's true. Because right. he really made that a thing. Maybe the sad walking away from the Hulk. Yeah. But no, I love it. I think it's perfectly placed. That's the thing about this, that why this movie is like kind of frustrating is there is a lot of great set pieces, right? The, the way that we introduce the Hulk has kind of being like a mysterious, like monster horror figure. Yeah. In the in this factory, great stuff. There's I some mean, great the stuff. Acting is, is wonderful. Liv Tyler does a fantastic job in this movie. Liv Tyler's a great Betty. She's yeah. so good. You know, and like 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 I said, that 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 music you're talking about is perfectly placed. That is the right that is the right time for us to do this. Um, it, it pays homage, but then it gets it done at the at the right time and then moves on. Right, yeah. like with the purple pants later. Yes, she's like those are like the stretchiest we could find. He's like, mm, nah. You know, great, it, it, yeah. It it, 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 it 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 sort of reminded me um, retroactively of Hella in um, um, Ragnarok. You know, when she dumps the infinite fake. Yeah, you know, it's like that's that's a, that's the a thing that you know that the Marvel movies and, and this movie in particular, you know, does right, and that's why it's sort of maddening to look back at this thing and watch it and be like, "Am I watching an MCU movie, or is this kind of like just like you said in the background?" Yeah, it you know it 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 has a desire to be an MCU movie, but it doesn't quite get there, and that's only because they hadn't really figured out what an MCU movie was. And I maintain they hadn't this figured it out. I maintain this to the day. We don't know what an MCU movie is until Joss Whedon's Avengers. Until That's, the Avenger. Yes. Yeah. And and then we truly, truly don't perfect that tone until the Russo brothers give us Winter Soldier. Yeah, surely. Surely. There are there are seeds of it here though, like I mentioned, oh, yeah. the purple pants. Um 
when when uh when ross is having an argument with uh betty's new boyfriend played by the great tyrell leonard uh who's a comic yeah. book character and, and he's walking to the car where does she get meet these guys yeah. you know and then and then when he falls when he's fallen out of the helicopter at the end of the movie and he kind of opens his eyes and oh shit like, yeah that's that's vintage mcu right oh like, yeah before well, and it they, was even they... a thing and they call that moment back later in Ragnarok, mm-hmm. which is great. Absolutely. It's so great that they pay Absolutely. that off again. Uh, but those move, those touches are vintage MCU before that was a thing. Also, apparently, Ty Burrell's character was an asshole in the original script, and it was it, it was uh, an Ed Norton rewrite to make him sweet and kind of just like okay. he, like he really likes her and he's a cool choice for her. That works. Like rather than we have to hate him immediately. Yeah. Um, no, I like it. I like I like his character, and of course, I, I mean Ty Burrell is, you know, he's, he's a national treasure. He's a genius. So yeah. now here's the thing: Blonsky's infusion. Once that happens, and seeing him like go all super soldier right before the sonic cannon moment, right? Amazing. That's some amazing, amazing. filmmaking, and and that yeah, whole situation of him like just like bringing the fight directly to him, Hulk mm-hmm. getting stopped by the cannons. And then picking up the pieces of the car that he pulled apart to like, def- right. it's incredible filmmaking. It's, it's incredible filmmaking, man. Seeing the Sonic, because oh. right? you know that in real life, no one sees it, but like yeah. we have to see it and, yeah. it, and it and it works. There's so, there's a lot of good, man. There's a lot of good in this movie. It's, there's just and, some clunk. There's some, oh, clunk. There's some clunk, but it, it also leads us to the yeah. King Kong homage, which is so good. Yeah. Like how he's carrying her away and like, uh, and she's like, yeah. and she's like, watch your head. Watch, like, She's like calming yeah. him. It's it's great. This this movie was. Yeah, great. I like that scene in the cave because um, this is you know this is one of the first times I think in in Hulk media where it's like, hey, that's not Bruce Banner. Yeah, that's it's a the different. Hulk. Yeah, it's a different. That's character. a different thing, person. Yeah, and yeah, but he still loves Betty, you know, just like he still loves Natasha. Yes, and they have that. They have that thing. It, it's 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 nice. It's well, good. and that it and works. that's what's that's what's great that they kept that thread up because kind of it, they don't really delve into it too deeply but and i'm getting way ahead of myself but when you get to like <laughs> infinity war and whatnot you really discover that natasha's relationship is with the hulk it's not really yeah. with bruce like it's kind nope. of with bruce by default but like when he can't hulk out that's like kind of toxic to their relationship i i but i digress we're talking about this movie now it's a fascinating thing right. now let's talk about the meeting with mr blue and how sad okay. it is that that character will never have a payoff because he was going to turn into something really spectacular. They started that thread for us. Yeah, Dr. Samuel Stearns. But now the meeting, he gives him the antidote, but the antidote is like, it might have just been good for this. Like the antidote really only works per session, right? Yeah. But they didn't know until they knew. Right. They didn't have enough yeah, data. I mean- for me, I, I always I always picture you know the 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 vampire or the monster or whatever like that just needs the constant antidote, mm-hmm. right? Like that was kind of what I think. Now you talk about like how good this movie is. That scene is incredible. It's great. It's, it's great. Really, it's really, really Tyler great. hopping up onto him. The 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 acting between the three of them, you know, and, well the four of them really because you got well, CGI yeah. Hulk in there doing doing some heavy lifting. Um, it's yeah, really no, good. I thought that is very, very dramatic, very well put together. Uh, but yeah, I, I always pictured in my mind that like he would have to carry around like a briefcase full of the purple juice. And so when he hulks out, he has to like 
yeah, EpiPen himself to get back to normal. I could see that. So now, then we get to the creation of the abomination, which we all knew that that was what Samuel Stearns was going to be responsible for. Yeah. And like he went for it. And that was insane. Now, when Bruce's blood drips into his cut and his yeah. brain starts to grow. Yeah, that's the leader. Yeah. I'm so sad that we're never going to see him. It's sad. Well, we might still see him. You never know. We could we could introduce him in She-Hulk. You know, I think that would be really cool, actually. I think um, with all of the... Where are you in Loki? Are you caught up? I'm not caught up. Okay, I'll try not to tr- spoil this for you. I know that you don't care if I do. Yeah, I you don't. you know what? Some of the 19 may. <laughs> they are doing such a great job of incorporating comic book characters that I feel like the leader and Abomination are not too far behind. Got it. That's good. It's it's about time they circle back to this movie because like they really, yeah. you know, and, and I get it. We had to focus on the Infinity Saga. That was a big deal. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, once Thanos showed up in the Avengers, it was like, okay. That's where we're that's going. That's the direction that we're going. Yeah. People are going to freaking love it. And they were right. It was amazing. You know, but now that we have all this time with WandaVision, Falcon Winter Soldier, Loki, we, you know, we've got Disney Plus. Like now they can really start to really delve back deep into the lore that gets all of us nerves excite, ex- nerds excited. And what's great is with, with Time Heist, and people talk shit about Time Heist, they're like, oh, using the time travel device, there we go, good job, guys, because that's such a crutch. But they had to. They had to yeah. because they're trying to show us multiverse, and they're trying to introduce the TVA. Yeah. And it's it, now, now I understand, because I, I thought Time Heist, and there's also the whole drama about Zack Snyder's treatment leaking and the five-year time jump and how they kind of stole that and that's whatever i I can do a whole episode on that drama we should we should just like a bonus but um (laughs) but once again once again we've gotten way ahead of ourselves we do that yeah but it's okay to talk about this film in terms of the role of the universe because this film is such a it's such an outlier yeah it's such an outlier we're not doing movie reviews yeah but this it's like it's like that song from wicked for good like this movie (laughs) watching this movie again i was like you know it's not a bad movie it doesn't do everything right but it really doesn't do anything truly wrong you know i mean it's not like captain marvel jesus but like hey now hey now i I know i know we'll get there but like wheaties commercial cj i just can't i'm just a girl tacky girl but like that song from Wicked, you can see that this this movie is a handprint on Marvel's heart. Do you know what I mean? There's a lot that gets set up, and that still you, has payoff to this. But has day. this has this ship blown off? Been blown off its moorings? Like no, because there, there's really no question about that. I think a ship blown off its moorings is pretty clearly bad, and we're not even going to get into my feelings about that lyric. <laughs> there's there's no question. That's that's not a good thing. Yeah. No, no way Andrew, listen, I will absolutely take responsibility um, for you thinking that I did something wrong. <laughs> I know it's not an apology. <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, are we going to talk about how Thaddeus Ross does not have control of this brigade? Like large portions of this film, they're not listening to his orders. No one listens to him. <laughs> what what is that? Early. Like his daughter stops the tank. Like Thaddeus what? Ross... Yeah, this this film actually, but his ineptitude in this seer in this movie actually pretty much lays the groundwork for you know the the jag off that he becomes. That's true. That's know, true. Because nobody's listening to him. Blonsky's out of control. 
you know, that guy that like sneaks up early and alerts the Hulk to his presence on campus. <laughs> now, okay, folks, the Lorder. We've got a Lorder moment. I wish I had Talk theme music for the Lorder moment. We should make some. Uh, the reason that the Incredible Hulk comes after Iron Man 2 is at the end of Iron Man 2, when Tony and Nick Fury are discussing his place on the team, you see the cell phone footage captured by the students at Culver University playing in the background. That's the reason why you ca- the Incredible Hulk, although it happens sort of at the same time, has to come after Iron Man 2. Also, the consultant retcon is very important in the LaRorder as well. I got it. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the LaRorder moment. Thank you. Do you know what I think? LaRorder moment music is now, well, I think it's Mr. Softy at this point. (laughs) 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 Like, I think think Mr. Softy just turned in a great audition for that job. So is that the one that always plays the hit? So miss it. Although in Berkeley, California, Andrew, Mr. Softy is, uh, just random Muzak. So like the other really? day it was um, Deck the Halls. It's not Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's the Saints go marching in. Anyway. Also a weird choice. Yeah. There's one poser, Mr. Softy, that has like the entertainer playing, but it plays one pitch wrong and it kills me. It doesn't do the right note. I'm like, oh, not buy your ice cream because you're tone deaf. So let's talk about this Harlem fight because it's pretty badass. The fight between Abomination and Hulk. It's pretty badass. Although I do want to say, I don't recall there ever being a Zanzibar's in Harlem. There isn't. No, there isn't. But they say it's Harlem, right? Yeah, because it's the Apollo Theater is the main. And then there's like an African hair braiding storefront. Yes, yeah. They try to really make you think it's Harlem. I thought the same thing too. I don't know, but but yeah, no, it was 125th Street enough, I guess, with the Apollo. Yeah. Um, which is cool that they, you know, shout out to Harlem, right? I thought shout that was so cool. We, yeah, we're, for sure. Because we're always obsessed with like a midtown situation. Yes. Exactly. But like Harlem Square. is iconic. No, yeah, for sure. No, And so, yeah, Great. and it's, it was stuff. a good moment for New York. That fight is brutal. When he's hanging onto him on the helicopter, like, and Hulk is just holding onto Abomination's feet. Yep. Come on. That situation it's danger. Is, yeah. There's danger there. It's, it's drama. There's tension. It's great. I really enjoyed it. And I will say, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but okay, I will say that I feel like that we've now, this is our third MCU movie. This was the second in real time where it's like, we've got the protagonist and the antagonist and they both have the same powers. Yes. And this would will keep happening. More, would it have been more interesting as great as that fight was right. And as great as the abomination character is, would it have been more interesting had Blonsky just become like a winter soldier type, mm. right? Like a super soldier versus the Hulk. Would that have been more interesting or kind of like, eh, I don't know that any human being could ever mess with the Hulk. And would that be a bad precedent to set going forward in the MCU? What a fantastic question. I- I'll say this. Um, it would have been better to start off normalizing the villain and the hero don't have to have comparable powers. Right. Because this becomes a crutch that they lean on a lot. 100%. That becomes a thing that they do to the point of like, yeah. my gosh, can, you know, like we have, we have generations of Superman films where he's, his greatest nemesis is Lex Luthor. Somebody who's not super at all. He's just like smart and rich. Right. And you know, a dick. Like, 
and a dick. Yeah, but we we have like interesting things to do, and the MCU really does lean on this. That now now I say that, but like uh, this monster on monster action is out of control though. It's so no, good. It's tight. Like it's tight. when he when he's doing what's that thing called when he's like swinging the like the lasso. chains. It's yeah, it's he's like, like kind of lassoing the chain, and then yep. Hulk does the clap and turns Hulk's it on him. Well, well, that, he, he does Hulk, Hulk smash. smashes that. He Hulk smashes. Yeah, yeah, he, he claps, claps the fire. The fire. Yeah. yeah. And then he Hulk smashes, which is so satisfying that they worked in Hulk smash. Yeah. And then he like turns it on him and ties him up. And then Betty comes out and she's like, "No, don't kill him. This isn't you." You know, like. Yeah. yeah. Which he should have killed him, but they have to save him. They're, they're just going to put him on the raft. Is the raft even a thing yet? It must be. It's got to be right because they start talking be, about yeah. it a couple movies later. Uh, they put Loki on the raft after Thor, don't they? No, they take him back to Asgard. That's right. That's right. Somebody gets yeah, on the raft. One of those map scenes in Iron Man, there's like there's something out in the middle of an ocean. I think that's got to be the raft. Um, yeah. yeah, it's just it, that whole sequence is so badass. Yeah, it's really good. I do. I do like that he's about to choke him out, and Barry's yeah. like, "No, you can't just stop." Yeah, and you're he a does. hero, and he does. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. And yeah, the, the runaway the focus hero, right? The way he runs away is so good too. Just fucking yeah. hauls ass out of there. Gets out of there. Yeah. Where are we at with the ending of this? Uh, the getting the necklace in the mail and meditating and opening his eyes green. Yeah. Okay. What do you think this means? So, well, I think that it pays off in the Avengers when right before Hulk uh, punches the Leviathan, mm. when he says, that, that's the secret, boys. I'm always angry. So I think, I think Banner opening his eyes and us seeing that they're green means that he has control of it. Got it. Like that's he's, what I thought. He's too. figured it out. So that way, when he's in New York, he can just Hulk you know, turn into the Hulk and, and go, which is what I think becomes more interesting later when the Hulk won't show up. Yeah. You know, when that when all of a sudden now they have like this complicated relationship where basically it's 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 not unlike, you know, human relationships where it's like, I feel like there's not enough room for me in this relationship. Yeah. You only call me when you need something. Part of it. Yeah. 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 And then, you know, eventually we get Professor, Professor Hulk. Hulk, which is wonderful because like it's just he, he had to make peace with it. he had to truly make peace with being Hulk. Yeah, and that's I think that that is the twenty two movie payoff. You know, yeah. I think that that's what we finally get from here. Um, you know, and then we have this the silly uh, original version of Tony Stark coming into the bar and talking about we're building a team, which yeah. you know, they've we here at the the Larorder. I left a little space for the theme music. For the there, music, thank you. Have, re- have, <laughs> have, have, have retconned as well with the consultant. Yeah. Yeah, and he, I, I do like that he does say, uh, you know, I, I knew that Super Soldier Serum was problematic, something like that. Yeah, it was it was put on ice a long time ago, yeah. and we find Which out later great. that he's talking about Captain Cap. America. Yeah, whether he knew it or not. Whether he, yeah, exactly. Uh, there's a there's an interview that says they contractually obligated Robert Downey Jr. to film that shot while he was working on Iron Man too. And he said, he said it was smart that they did that because then I had to promote both at the same time. Right. You mean Iron Man? The first Iron, it was Iron Man 1. That was the first one, yeah. yeah. But, and he had to promote both. Like, 
it's they they were smart. They didn't even know how smart they were. They didn't know how smart they were. And I think I think that this is the time where we can say they got real lucky. They really lot. did, yeah. They got well, lucky a lot. <laughs> there's a great there's a great article that says, uh, honestly, for uh to for the goal of popularizing superhero movies to the point of having a really, really big, satisfying team-up movie. Those are two, Iron Man 2 and The Incredible Hulk are two really strong missteps as far mm. as quality goes. Iron Man right. 1 sets us up in such a good thing. The Incredible Hulk is like, mm, I don't really know what's happening. And then Iron Man 2 is like, studio fingerprints, studio fingerprints. Everywhere, everywhere. And they almost botched it, man. They, they almost, almost botched it. it up. It's crazy. They almost it's botched just, it. It's so wonderful to look back on it now, right? Because, yeah. you know, you think about 2014 with the Guardians and 2016 with Black Panther and, you know, yeah. and, when uh, Infinity War and Endgame. And we just like have this incredible love, loving relationship with these films. But we get to go back now and be like, Oh yeah! Wow. You guys almost biffed that. There, <laughs> there, there, that is that is two <laughs> that is two shockingly okay movies in a row. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, not great. Well, and, line, not the best. Well, and then and then and then we get Thor, which is like, all right, <laughs> Ken, a Kenneth Branagh directed Thor. They were trying stuff. They were yeah. trying stuff. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think it's cool. I this, but it, it was nice to go back and see this movie because you you really can see. Uh, the threads of what they think they have yep. and how they think they should manage it. And you start seeing the good ideas root from what works about this movie, which exactly. we'll talk about in the next segment, which kind of feels like a natural spot for a break. Don't you think? I can't wait. Let's take a break. You know, CJ, I love that we have such a litany of episodes to share with our listeners. Litany. That's a great word, Andrew. I'm glad that you said that word because it makes me think of the litany of social media options that exist in the world today. Oh, look at you riffing off of me. That's fantastic. Uh, I feel like we have a wholly underutilized Instagram and Twitter that we should be engaging with our listeners on. I would like to Instagram and Twitter with our listeners. So this is going to be the at icon or ycon on Twitter at icon or ycon on Instagram and coming soon, Icon or Ycon, the YouTube channel. So please, folks, comment, subscribe. Let us know what we're doing well. It can't be that much to write. Let us know what we're doing poorly, and it'll make you feel like you can practice your grammar. Oh, I love that. I love that. And punctuation. Absolutely, because there's going to be a lot of sentences when it comes to giving us notes. But seriously, folks, we want to hear from you. Don't be shy. Get involved. Engage. And we'll keep bringing you the best of the film universes that there are. I love that. Back to the show. And we're back. We are. Break is over. Let's go, people. Enough messing around. Let's yeah. Hold here. Yeah, come on. Come on. There's stuff to do. And you know what? We talked about all kinds of things in the last segment. And we talked about the greater experience of the MCU and the development of the whole character. These threads. These threads were a mess. These threads are, yeah. are all over the place and it's really hard to keep messy. track. And I think for my brain, what would be helpful for moi would be some ephemeral questions. Ephemeral, ephemeral questions about the Hulk Incredible uh, film. Was it great? No, but it was important. And so now 
we will dig deeper and find out was it an icon or a Y-con? <laughs> <Is that, laughs> that was beautiful. I think the, the word spellbinding comes to mind. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I wanted to channel my inner Lenny, inner Lenny, Lenny Cohen. Okay, okay. So that's why I went with the bass line. And I feel like, you know, this movie, that theme song, it all just goes together because it's a little weird. Mm-hmm. It's a little off. Yeah. But kind of beautiful still. I, and that's yeah, what I feel yes. like my, my song said. It really did. It really did. I felt that through this Zoom screen. I really felt that. I mean, you yeah. even time traveled to get that message to me. Had to. Yeah. Had to. It's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> what worked about this movie for you okay so i think that what really 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 worked for me was that we didn't get just you know the origin story the gamma rays the super soldier yada 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 we got like vintage hulk i felt Mm. like i was watching bruce bixby and lou ferrigno who were both in this movie yes by the way um bruce on tv lou in the actual film itself but uh, you know that that tv series which i grew up with was was never really about the hulk being like like how he became the hulk or like what he's dealing with it was always about him being on the run you know trying not to get caught trying not to you know screw everything up so bad that like he ultimately you know got put away or killed or whatever yeah and i think for, for me like that that homage and that sort of through line of action is what really makes this film um a successful one, I think, you know, from, from a movie perspective, it, it creates the drama, it creates the tension. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of great Bruce Banner stuff in here that isn't just about him becoming the big green guy. Yes. You know, they, they get through that right away in the beginning and, you know, which it may or may not have been the intention when they set out. I don't know. I don't care. Uh, it really works for me that it's, it's, it's the Hulk trying to figure out how to not be the Hulk anymore and how to not get thrown in jail. Or yeah. Worse. That's very, very cool. I love that. And I love that there's all that uh, footage of there was so much homage paid to the original series intentionally, like right down to the machine with the with the green like plus sign on his head and everything like beautiful. No, it's beautiful. And and for kids, you know, that 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 have a 70 in their in their birth year, uh, it's it's just great to see stuff like that because it takes you back and you're like, wow, like I, I remember watching the show when I was a kid and being like, this is incredible. So here's the thing, though. I, I have an 8-3 in my birth year, but I still remember that show because the reruns were lit for that show. Absolutely. Yeah. They never they didn't they didn't go away for a while. Like that show was on a long, long no, time. No, no. It was a huge, huge hit. I loved it. Yeah. What worked for you? Uh, you know, I liked the way the story started. So it's funny that you said whether it was intentional or not. I actually love that we got the origin out of the way. You know, I really appreciated that. And I thought it was very, very cool. I thought it was a very, very cool way to do it. Kind of like how we got the Spider-Man origin out of the way, you know? It's yeah. like, you guys know. You know. Everybody knows. Everybody we knows. We know what happened, how this started and, and why and where and when. So, yeah, yeah. So let's just get into the meat of it. Yeah. So the way that they, like, sort of orchestrated that and put that together for us, I thought that was a really strong start. And then we catch up to right, right up to him trying to control this power, right? Yeah. Exactly. Which is something that pays off at the very end when he's meditating because it looks as though he is finally, after the events of the film, he's finally found that control. So yeah, I just thought it, it I thought it had a really strong start. I thought it gets really confusing in the middle, like it's, early middle. Yeah. 
at late suspicious. act two and, and yeah. is, is a little is a little suspicious. Um, but you know, he does say on the helicopter, right? He's like, he's like, I don't want to control it. Yeah. Like I, I want to or no, when they're in the car, when they're in the car driving to the city to meet Mr. Green or Mr. Blue. Yeah. You know, I don't want to control, I want it out of me. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it's like, well, maybe, maybe you don't. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting. All right. What didn't work about this movie for you? Well, I, I, it would be it would be way too easy to say the um, protagonist antagonist thing, which you know you know that I hate. Um, yeah, but you're in over this it. in this particular film, uh, I think that the underutilization and underdevelopment of Liv Tyler, Ty Burrell, and William Hurt. Yeah, you know? that's. I mean, yeah. you sort of see an arc with William Hurt's character Thaddeus, um, kind of, sort of. Um, but I feel like with Betty and. And Ty Burrell's character is, I never remember the name of that, Leonard. Uh, it's kind of, they're just kind of there, you know, and they don't even really help push the Hulk forward, you know? And I think that, again, we've got like, it could have been on the cutting room floor, but I feel like there's a missed opportunity here to to really develop some peripheral characters that make the hero that much more important. It is a very inactive Betty. Yeah. A uniquely sure. inactive Betty. For sure. Yeah, and and also the thing, the the biggest thing that doesn't work for me was the sex scene or the lack of sex scene. Yeah, Jesus Christ, the, yeah. why did we need that? Why do we I need know. that? Oh, I can't do it. Like, yeah, I can't get too excited. Wink, wink. Lame. Look excited. So, yeah, right. Come like, on. Let's keep it chill. Yeah, seriously. Good yeah, that work. was silly. Yeah, what didn't work for you, man? Um, you know what? It it doesn't really, at the end of the day, ever get off the ground. I think it's it's got a strong start and a really spectacular finish. Uh, But middle of the movie doesn't really, really get off the ground, you know? And there's some, there's some clumsy shit. Like, Oh, I'm going to bribe the Lou Frigno security guard with pizza so I can get in. Oh my God. And then the pizza. Oh my God. And then I'm going to go back. Good Lord. And then I'm going to go back to the pizza place. And then Betty's already there and she sees me. She runs outside, but I don't see her. But then she's driving away in the rain, and I do see. Her. It's just like I was yeah, like, "What?" She finds him. What's happening, you guys? Like, there's a that is a clumsy, clumsy, clumsy way to go about things. Yeah, and uh, I do like that the uh, the the student that's in the pizza lab eventually becomes Peter Parker's teacher. Yes, that's fun. Yeah, and that's, that's a fun, fun. But like, yeah. But like, all it takes to get into this like almost like highly secure college lab is pizza. Okay, it's it's, it's so silly. Okay, filmmakers. Yeah, settle down. All right, CJ. Now this is our most controversial question, <laughs> and by controversial I mean uh, nobody really understands how it's supposed nobody to. Nobody knows but, what it means. But me, nobody knows what but it means. Me. But it's but fun. I, it, it makes it's sense fun. to me. So does this? <laughs> it is fun. Does this movie make your desert island top five? Okay, so I really, really, really enjoyed revisiting this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love the Hulk. I think that, you know, I think, I feel like this is the first time that they did like a CG Hulk. I can't remember if Ang Lee's... Ang Lee's was CG as well. Was it CG? Okay. Yeah. Um, but they did it pretty well. I mean, for 2008, like it's, it's, it pretty, it holds up. Um, There's only like one moment that, that I'm like... Yeah. yeah, like it's not terrible. Um, the CGI blood in the factory is very bad. Atrocious. Um, but that's not that's neither here nor there. I, I think that there is a world where this movie could have made my Desert Island top five, 
had it starred Mark Ruffalo or had Edward Norton carried through because it's a good entry into the Hulk um, canon, if you will. Sure. Um, but I think at the end of the day, she's uh, she's just not good enough. There's too many, there's too much that you can look back on and say, not, not great. So I'm going to say no. I'm going to keep it off of the desert island. Um, but it, it, I don't think it makes the Mesert Island either. No, it does not make the Mesert Island. Thank you for that callback. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't make my Desert Island top five. I, I can I can go another 12 years without seeing this movie again. You know? Right. Like it's a, it's a, And it's not that it fails on the rewatch. It's that it's just like, fine. It's just an okay movie. It's good, not great. Yeah. Um, it's like Mannequin like 2. It never... It... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kim Cattrall was in the first one. Uh, she was, it just it doesn't. Yeah, like you said, man, it just doesn't get off the ground yeah. enough. You know, and then it's, it's over. Um, and then the final. It's over. You're at the final battle. It's like, oh, I was kind of waiting for all those like characters to really coalesce into some. Like, right. I was kind of waiting for us to use Betty's skills and connections. Like, oh, we're gonna meet somebody yeah. new, or we're just gonna meet somebody new. It's Mr. Blue. Yeah, no, I mean, I think the fact that like we've had to add the consultant and like the scene between Colson and Sitwell like is on par. I know with everything I, that's going on in this movie. Colson's so you know how I feel about Colson. Well, you do. You're so lurchy uh, for Colson. So um, lurchy for Phil Colson. <laughs> but no, I mean, I do think that you know, with the addition of the consultant, it does tie it into the Marvel universe better. Mm. Um, but there's a lot of good tie-ins here. You know, I'm glad that it's here. I'm glad that it's a part of it. Um, but it's not it's not strong enough. Yeah, I feel that. All right, I'm going to bring back a bonus question that okay. we have not had in a while, but I think it's worth it for this particular okay. movie. Who sings the random celebrity outro song? Of, of this film? Of this film. Huh. Wow, 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 wow. Okay, so... You know who I would love to have do the random celebrity outro song for a 2008 film based on a 1970s television show, uh-huh. right? Or based on a comic, but you know, you know what I'm saying. Annie Lennox. What a good, what a good choice. Yeah, Annie Lennox, and she does something um, not not dissimilar to. Um, walking on broken glass but like a slower moodier version of that song you know that in the style of that that's what that's how that's what i would instruct the uh the writer Mm -hmm. to write that's what i would do yeah annie lennox uh walking on broken glass because the hulk broke it (laughs) i love that i love that um got Okay, so I was thinking about this. I was thinking deeply, and I was just like, all right, it's got to be somebody that, like, connects to the movie. So, like, look at our anchors for the movie. It's a movie that's, like, good. You know, it's a good movie. Uh, Ed Norton, we all agree, is really, really talented, but by this point in his career, like, we're just like, it's Ed Norton, yay. You know what I mean? Like, we're not like, (laughs) it's not like Red Dragon a few years prior where we're, like, still bowled over by what he's been doing. Certainly not primal fear, Ed Norton. Do you know what I mean? Like it's exactly. like it's just yeah. like mid two thousands Ed Norton. We're all like, all right, yay, um, <laughs> you know. But somebody that's still satisfying and going to deliver. And I think the best artist that could answer all those questions is a uh, Coldplay. Oh, Do you know what I mean? Because Coldplay <laughs> would really lock this movie, this movie into the pantheon of being the best okay movie ever. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. they are so good. 
okay, so would it be a Coldplay song like a la Vida La Vida or more sounding more like, you know, like the scientists, like Rush of Blood to the Head album? It, yeah, it's like Rush of Blood to the Head. It's like, it's like, open up, yeah. It's like that kind of thing. Okay. It's, yeah. you know, it's like, it's like Coldplay when they were trying to write a Muse song, you know? A Muse song. Yeah, but what we didn't get that? Muse. No, I mean, what do you mean like a Muse song? Like they were oh. trying to like be a Muse? No, the, the song, the band Muse. Which is like a harder who, hitting who Coldplay. Knows, you don't know Muse? Muse is. Who knows? Are you that? kidding I, me? I'm not. I'm oh not. Now maybe God. I've heard a song or two by the Muse. Is it Muse or just the Muse? It's or? just Muse. Yeah. You don't know Muse. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna send you a Spotify for this. This is insane. You think Muse that I great. have Spotify? Fucking forty-two-year-old man. You think I have a Spotify? Account? Kate Hudson married the lead singer of Muse. Like. I thought Kate Hudson married Gavin Bush. Gavin Bush. No. That's Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, and his name yeah. is Gavin Rossdale, not Gavin Bush. Whatever his name is. Who's oh Gavin my Bush, God! Then? There's no Gavin Bush. It's Gavin, the lead singer of Bush. Oh, Gavin. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, we've gone off track. We've gone yeah, off the road. I rails. took us there. I took. Yeah, us you there. did. You did. It's fine. It's fine. All right. Good. You're good. What's your special award, CJ? Well, I have a special award for the 2008's Incredible Hulk, starring Edward Norton. The Oops, I did it again award <laughs> because he has so many accidental glances where he like accidentally looks at somebody in this movie and then bows his head and like starts to run away. Uh-huh. So okay. many in the chase scene. First of all, if he's choreographed this chase, why is he wearing red? Yeah. It's like, I'm trying to get away, but I'm wearing red. Uh, when he's looking at um, the security guard, you know, before he figures out the pizza trick, when he yeah. first sees Betty, across the campus. I mean, I feel like it feel like this whole movie, he's just accidentally looking at someone and being like, oops, I did it again. So that's my <laughs> special award for the Incredible Hulk. I like that. Yeah, All right. Great. My special award is visibly naturally skinny award. <laughs> because like, you can see that there were specific moments that he lifted real heavy right before the camera was on. But okay. like, that man cannot keep muscle on. No, he's wiry. Yeah, he's very, very wiry. I mean, still, like, I mean, it's sexy. He looks oh, yeah. good. No, but, looks like, good. that that body that he has at the very beginning is not the same body that he has throughout the entire movie. It's not yeah, the same no, body that's, like... He's shimmery in that first scene, too. He really is glistening. It's very hot. Yeah, yeah they put some wax on him. No yep. question. Wax on and wax off. Yeah. But, yeah, wax that is that, that is my special word. That you are naturally skinny, aren't you? Good for it. you. I love good, it. Good for you. Some of us just keep weight on really easily. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I'm very I good can at just it. hold it. I can just hold it. I'm good for the yeah, winter. No. Good for the entire winter. Absolutely. You know, and in a world that's just getting hotter and hotter, I feel, oh wait, I'm oh. going the wrong way. Yeah, I'm going yeah, the wrong yeah. way. No, no, you're going the wrong way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not useful anymore. <laughs> Take me out back, George. You challenge your else. own relevance. <laughs> All right. Is the final question is this movie? An icon or a Y-con? I think I know wow. the answer. Well, I, you know, I, yeah. I mean, why isn't it an icon? It's an MCU movie. It's a wonderful character. It's got all kinds of drama and wonderful backstory. And, uh, but it's got Tim Roth. Uh. Mm. Yeah, I think it's a Y-con. It's a total Y-con. 
I think it just doesn't get there. I think there's, you know, it, there's so much, there's so many things that are like not iconic. They're like good, not great. You know, that should have been my special award, the good, not great award. Yeah, we never achieved liftoff. No. There's some great moments, really but we never really achieved liftoff. Yeah, you're right. And like, I, I was thinking about that when you said, you know, go into the 12 years without watching this movie. I was like, when am I going to put this on again with, a, with my kid, if I have one? Yeah. Like, hey, you want to watch the second movie in the MCU? Yeah. Third movie in the Little Order. The you you will teach your child the Little Order, CJ. I absolutely will. You yeah. must teach your child the Little Order. It's gonna be good. Yeah, yeah. It's a Wicon, man. It's you just think it's not. A Wicon, yeah. It's, it's, it's a Wicon. It doesn't really like. It doesn't really like do it for me. But uh, I but I but I applaud it for what it did. Yeah, I appreciate that it's there. Yeah, I, I appreciate its place in the in the canon. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like it's like the sixth Mariah Carey album. Be like, I get it. It's yeah. Really no, I think if if we have a triumphant return of the abomination and an introduction of the leader, we that, could revisit this conversation. I think so, because then it would just you be like, oh, this you, conversation. you just played the long game. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, you're watching this movie. You're like, oh, like the leader. That'll be interesting to see where they go with that. Or, you know, oh, he's, he's, he's got his eye. He's figured out how to control it. Like, I'll be interested to see them just like not just gloss over that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that'd be cool. But yeah. It doesn't quite get icon status because no. honestly, it's Mark Ruffalo that gets icon status. Mark Ruffalo's Hulk, yeah, Hulk, Hulk, he... Hulk, burning Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> Talk about <laughs> Lurchy. Let's be real, Professor Hulk. No, Professor like, Hulk. And, and I, I understand that he's all CGI, but like yeah. Professor, if, if Professor Hulk came at me with some game, we, we could do some stuff. Is that weird that I just I said that? It. Is that gross? No, I don't think so. Thank you for creating a safe environment for me. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> you know, there's there's too much nonsense in the world for you know you to feel bad about getting lurchy over Professor Hulk. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I really appreciate sure. the support. No doubt. I'm here for you. I think there's no better place to wrap up the conversation than with that little nugget. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll be yeah, surprised right? if that doesn't end up on the cutting room floor. We'll yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> uh what's our next flick, CJ? Lead me through okay. the Lorder. Okay, the Lorder marches on with two thousand somethings. Thor. Ah, the Kenneth Branagh classic. Kenneth Branagh yeah. introduces us to Asgard's favorite son, and also Asgard's favorite mischievous son. This will be interesting. Be very, it'll be very fun to go back and watch this movie now. You know, especially with. By the time I get there, I'll have five Lokis under under my belt. Oh, oh uh, You know, with just one more uh, episode left in that series. So it, it's going to be great, I think. I, I remember really enjoying Thor. So I'm excited. I'm here for it. I'm, I'm here yeah. for it. I'm ready for the journey. And I'm really liking where the Lerorder is leading me thus far. Yeah. And, uh, and like I said, all- if you'll remember, at the end of Iron Man 2, we saw Thor's hammer. Yes. Then we went and visited Bruce Banner. And so now we're going back into the desert. There is, there might be another one shot here too, folks. Uh, if you're, if you're listening and you're watching along, go ahead, check out a funny thing happened on the way to Thor's hammer. Just for fun. Just for fun. Okay. That's great. I hope the 19 of you are watching along with us. And, uh, and once again, please feel free to tell us what you think and, in in the comments, light us up, blow us up, at us, do the whole thing because we are yeah, chatty. Do it all. Yay. Do it all. We're back, baby. Yeah. All right, for Icon or Wicon, I'm Andrew David Sotomayor. 
I'm CJ LaRoche and we'll MCU. <laughs> Next, Next time. time. <laughs> Next time.